Dewey Dudes, episode 31. In this week's banger of an episode, we speak to rock star facialist, your esthetician's favorite esthetician, your New York It Girl's only esthetician, Sophie Pavitt. In this interview, we get into the horrors of microneedling at home. Sophie reveals her streamlined skincare routine and the secrets of looking 22 at 38, the beginnings of her remote consultations, vitamin C, and much, much more. But before we get into this interview, Emilio, let's do a skincare update and knock out some of these segments. What's been going on with your skin? Quick skincare update. I finally took my little ass down to Rescue Spa and bought P50. So I tried it for the first time last night. The 1970 formula, though. I asked for the original, but they gave me 1970. But anyway, it... Slaps. It's it all it's made out. It's all it's made out to be. I sent. I, I. I took picture. My skin was glowing immediately. Is that how that works? I thought it was like a more of a long game kind of thing. Not to call no, you out, it but like, I was wondering like I if can, you would I feel like an pull immediate... up the receipts. Damn. I think it allowed the rest of my products to do their job better because it like really took off that like layer of shit on my skin because mm. I've never looked. I've never looked so good with those with those products that I used. And I did this thing where I wet the cotton pad a bit. And then I put the P50 on it, so it kind of like dilutes it a bit, and it wasn't as in, like intense as I think it normally is. It uh, it just didn't. It still stung, but uh, right. not as bad as like I was expecting it to. Did it smell? So was there a smell? It smelled. Yeah, it smelled bad. It smelled bad. But I'm gonna try that. I think the 1970 formula. You, it's different from the original one. This one you can use it every day. I'm not gonna do that, but I'm gonna try like every other day at night and okay. see how it how it plays out. So you're converted already I'm converted. after one after one. Go. I yeah, yep. What were you using prior as a? It's it's a peel and a moisturizer. Uh, it's a peel and a toner and a toner. Fuck, I don't. I wasn't. Know. I, don't know I guess I shit. wasn't really using anything <laughs> to be honest. I was using like Tatcha's rice uh, polish exfoliator or yeah. But I wasn't really using something like P50. A long time ago, I used Paula's Paula's Choice 2% BHA. Yeah. It'd been kind of a bit since I'd used something like that. That's amazing. So you're no <laughs> longer a fraud. You're no yeah, longer I, I, a P50 grifter, as we would call ourselves. meme P50 now. You can yeah. ge- genuinely meme it and understand the experience of P50 users. Congrats yeah. on that. Anything Thanks. else you want to report? That's pretty much it. Okay. What about you? What's new with you? Uh, I'll keep it short and simple. So I went to the dermatologist to get this spot on my forehead checked. And it was a really funny interaction because I went in there, dropped $250 on the screening. He's <laughs> and rich. I am not rich. Uh, I, I don't have health insurance, so I had to pay out of pocket. Oof. And yeah, the dermatologist, he looked at it and he said... It could be one of two things. It could be hyperplasia, which or sebaceous hyperplasia, which is I think an enlarged, it enlarged glands on your mm-hmm. it happens on your forehead and your your nose. It could be that, or it could be basal cell carcinoma, um, which I was like, oh fuck, I don't want it to be that. So he's biopsying it. I should learn within the next couple of days what it is, and then mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Uh, outside of that, uh, he checked my scalp, and he found dandruff. <laughs> he, uh, he said to me, uh, does your dandruff bother you? I didn't even know I had it. And I was like, I, I guess, <laughs> motherfucker, it does bother me now that you bring it up. 
And then he moved on. You know, I got naked. He looked all around. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And uh, he he looked at my back and he goes, does your back knee bother you? And I go, (laughs) motherfucker. Yes, it does. But um, yeah, he recommend that I go to any pharmacy, pick up some benzoyl peroxide, Mm -hmm. 10%. I bought a bar of soap and um, begin my shower routine with that on my back for one to two minutes and then just continue with uh, the other steps in, in one shower routine. So that's a little bit of a skincare update. I also bought the Aesop uh, body slapping body soap because yeah. I was curious about it. I love it in that it kind of smells like Mexican Coke. Like Mexican Coke? <laughs> yeah. You know when you pop up a Mexican Coke and it just smells yeah. like that's, huh. that's the aroma that I get. I'd love okay. to talk to uh, smell you smell you smell later, you later about it. yeah about those notes. I wish I had the the ingredient list pulled up to the yeah. side so I could read them. But yeah, that's it. That's that's my skincare update. Damn, a lot of update. Really getting fixed up, huh? You know, it's a new year, a new year. Mm, so. it's, yep, I guess so. I guess it's a new year. <laughs> it all just kind of feels like a continuation, you know. Yeah, the, especially with the internet and news cycles it's just like time is a flat circle yeah but all right so we're moving on we're gonna do some segments before we get into this interview first segment dude of the week dude of the week emilio we got a, we got a big time dude of the week this who is, week it's, it's who is our el, dude of the week el pinche biden el pinche biden we're one day away from the inauguration sleepy joe Sleepy Joe. Mr. Nothing Will Fundamentally Change. <laughs> that is quote Joe. Mr. Sleepy Joe, Mr. Joe Biden, Joe Jack himself. Uh, yeah, what do we have to say about Joe? I guess today's the 20, 19th, right? 19th, yeah. So tomorrow's the inauguration. The swamp is in, on lockdown. The National Guard is everywhere. But no live bullets in their guns, so... Mm. Do what you will with that information. <laughs> um, Storm the Capitol if you want. No one's going to stop you. Parody, parody. Yeah. Uh, so what do we have to say about Joe? What's he going to do in this new administration? What what can we look forward to with, with his we antics? Look forward to those $1,400 checks. That's, That's what I'm looking forward to. You know, he's not going to cancel your student debt, but he's going to give you $1,400 and hope that you never ask for anything ever again. Yeah, Uh, he is going to cancel the uh, Keystone Pipeline. Time to crack open a Keystone with the boys. Hell yeah. And celebrate that victory. That's actually something that's really good. Emilio, have you been working out? Mm, I mean... I've been working out. You know why? Why? I'm I'm trying to get strong enough to push Biden to the left. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Damn, yep. Um, Well, that's going to take a lot of lifting. It probably will. Uh, But, you know, this. I'm excited for this... um, this celebration tomorrow, or I guess this week, it's inauguration week, much like oh, it's a week now. You know how Is some always... girl, yeah, well, it's like, like birthday the, week, it's birthday month. It's some girls birthday celebrate month. a birthday month, yeah. Biden celebrates an inauguration week. It's a week. You know, it's gonna bring Girth Brooks to the uh, Garth Brooks to <laughs> Garth Brooks to sing. You know, some a, people call him Girth Brooks. I don't even know a single Garth Brooks song, but I don't I'm, either. I guess he's I guess singing it's... at the inauguration. He's that's he's gonna bring the right and the left together. He's I guess. gonna bring the beautiful boaters and the beautiful brunchers for together. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna heal the nation by bringing together the the Sarah Voomers and the the Seed of Philistines to <laughs> to uh, just use Aquaphor. That's gonna be the um, 
the skincare product of the Biden administration. It's going to be Aquaphor. the brand Aquaphor. Yeah, 2021 is the year of Aquaphor. What else do we got to say about uh, President-elect Joe Biden? Damn, that's what Garth Brooks looks like, huh? Sorry, I'm pulling some Joe Rogan shit. I'm Googling him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining like Keith Urban or something. Anyway, that's, I don't know, that's Biden. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes in 2021. Or I'm telling myself I'm excited. I'm trying to be excited. Trying to be excited. Trying to be, I, I think what goes to show everyone is that you can't really predict anything anymore. Yeah. So, you know, just buckle up and enjoy the ride. I know we're riffing here. I guess we should say the opinions of the co-host do not reflect the opinions the of the guest. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all joking aside, you know, a new dawn is happening. We'll see. See you on the other side. And that is due to the week. Due to the week. What other segment do we have? We got Dewey Rude. Oh, fuck. Boy, do we have one this week. Dewey Rude. Oh, my God. All right, Dewey Rude. So this week's Dewey Rude... Award it goes to yours truly, myself. Um, in a previous in a previous episode, we were talking about doing our skincare up, and I mentioned in my AM routine that I've been using moisture on Mars, mm. and I used the term generic to describe it, and I quickly corrected myself. I forget what yeah. I corrected myself too but guess who heard that none julie, other than the <laughs> julie shot heard that and she dm'd us and said she was really funny about it she goes yeah when i hear that moisture on mars is generic on the dewey dudes podcast and there was like a, a picture of sarah jessica parker like doing a shocked face yeah i was like no i use it every morning i love it so much um but uh she was she was really funny about it and, uh, yeah, you know, it just goes to show you, um, can't just say anything out here. <laughs> I shout out to Julie Shaw for truly listening to almost every episode. Yeah. Shout out to Julie Shaw. I've got, if you can see it right now, I have, um, a, a hydrocolloid, um, oh, damn, I couldn't see it star on my face. So, um, proud users of the brand. I'm going to continue to be using moisture on Mars in the morning. Um, mm -hmm. I love how light it feels on my face. Yeah. And... I think that's that's this week's Dewey Rude. So uh, I'm the Rude Boy. Rude Boy. Uh. <laughs> rude boy. Uh, should we uh, should we get into this episode? Yeah, let's get into this episode. All right, everyone. Without further ado, here's Sophie Pavitt. <laughs> Sophie, hey. We do. Hi. How's so, it going? So nice to see you. It's yeah. good. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. It's not uh, every day that you get to chat with um, an it esthetician. <laughs> so it's kind of embarrassing. I don't like I don't like being called like an it esthetician. Uh, what would you prefer to be called? I don't know. Esthetician? 
I don't know. I don't know. I always get like really flustered about it, you know? People are like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Hi. I'm just like really sheepish about it. I don't know. Uh, well, I, like it's funny. It's like I'll mention, I'll say, oh yeah, Sophie's coming on. And they're like, what? Um, she's on my New York bucket list. And it's like, they'll take a screenshot and show me, um, Aww. like your name on there. So you're, uh, you're, you're in demand. Yeah, absolutely. And How are you guys doing? How's lockdown treating you? <laughs> it's been it's, okay. <laughs> like second, yeah. like quasi second lockdown. Now, it's, right, right? I, it's weird yeah. how like used to it I am now, I guess. I've kind of like forgotten what things were like before. I know. I mean, like contrary to popular belief, I'm a total homebody and like I'm not an extrovert. I love just like being at home, like not talking to anyone. And I kind of love lockdown. <laughs> it was like like perfect for me because I'd always be like, oh, birthday party, 10 o'clock at night. Sounds great. And now I'm like, hey, guys, just see you on Zoom, you know, have a glass of wine in my bed and stuff. So I kind of love it. Really? Wow. Interesting. It wasn't like a little bit scary at some point. It was, it was scary. I mean, I mean, for what I do as well, like, I mean, I say, I say I love lockdown. I love being back in the studio more than anything. Like it's so, I'm so happy to have a job and and actually be back in action with it, but it is still scary, you know, like going in every day, putting on the full PPE, health screening everybody. It's it's definitely not without its challenges, but, but yeah, we're super pumped to be reopened and seeing people. Well, how much time does that take? Like, in opening uh, the studio each day to make sure everyone's like good to go. Cause I, I read somewhere that you're, I mean, of course you have to, but like you get tested every week, yes. you know, there's, there's a lot of the protocols insane. Um, and I'm curious as to how much that's kind of eaten into um, I guess mm-hmm. your psyche. And yeah. then also just like the amount of hours it adds on to the labor that you guys are all doing. It's not really adding on to the hours, but it's actually, it's, it's reduced our capacity a lot. So before lockdown, mm. I was seeing like nine people a day. I was banging it out, you know, like I would right. see people in, out, in, out. And, and the thing is with like any kind of spa situation, like cleanliness and sanitation is like forefront of our brains anyway. Like we, we deal with bodily fluid. So like cleaning was always the thing that we did but now it's like okay it's upper level you know everything's disposable we don't have any kind of sheets on the bed anymore we have like disposable covers on everything we've always used hospital grade sanitizers but now it's like everything we do the handles on the door the front desk the the square reader you know so so that kind of stuff is has just become second nature now but when you really think about it it's mental (laughs) you know we have like a sign-in sheet for like cleaning every half an hour we like like check off okay we've cleaned this this half hour and and going forward like that so it, it is a bit bonkers but but it's how we work now so this is this is it it's uh, so keeping track of all that is that like for like an audit or a potential audit have you like what what's that like I think it's, you know yes it, it is and an not you know I, I think mm-hmm. actually it's, it's so we don't get complacent I think I think yeah when we first set it up you know the the, the city when we started working again there was like a massive push on like okay this is the the regulations that you're going to need to do every single day if you want to reopen. So they give you this massive list, right? It's like, get tested every week. You've got to wear this. You've got to wear that. You've got to clean your bathrooms every half an hour. But actually, 
it makes sense because now it means that we're still, you know, six months in and, and still doing those checks and taking each other's temperatures in the morning and, and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, it's important. Like I have friends who like totally got complacent with it and got COVID. So we have right, to be yeah. careful, you know, we're in a pandemic. So it's like right. the doctor's office was super sanitized and, and really careful, but like, you know, I went to the dentist and they didn't do any of it. I, yeah. oh, I went I to like, the dentist. Also, sorry, I had tea that was like about to explode. Um, but uh, <laughs> I went to the dentist recently too and there was like nothing, no sanitation. No, the only thing they do differently at the dentist is give you like a peroxide mouthwash. I didn't even do that at... Oh. And the dentist was... Um, well, they, they reopened like far before facial spas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it's interesting you said that because the Dentist Association lobbied in Albany and got reopened. So pays to have money. <laughs> and I think the reality is, is that the reason why we got re- reopened is because we were making such a stink about it, uh-huh. you know? Like, yeah. how could you go and get a Botox appointment in April mm-hmm. and go to get your teeth cleaned, but you couldn't get a facial? Like, it, it just, it, it was like misogyny at its finest, in my opinion. You know, it's like all these guys in Albany, they don't care about facials. They care about, like, going to get, like, a full shave and, like... <laughs> right want to get their teeth clean but they don't get right. in their like pimple squeeze yeah. you know and like I, I don't know it just it was so ridiculous they should they care really- about that they i mean like you know in addition to making sure that the economy like i mean the industry it's like continuing but also all the workers who are predominantly women are can mm-hmm. can make a living or at least pay them out so they can stay home Absolutely. to some degree but um yeah it's funny it's like what you need your haircut like do you really need your haircut right um this is the first year i've actually really tried to grow out my hair so you know quarantine has its ways of um you guys both have really great hairstyles going on right now oh appreciate you as well you as well i mean listen last year was not a time to have a short bleached bob (laughs) or prop at any kind of situation It it was dire in like june i was like it's time yeah were you teaching it myself once oh okay yeah. Did you ever cut it yourself? No, 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 <laughs> no. But I did. I did color it. I had to do some work with a brand, and and um, I was like, you know what? I need to actually like dye my hair for this video. I look crazy. Uh, it was so traumatic. <laughs> I'm never doing it again. It was so bad. Yeah, was, I bet. Yeah. Well, what's your natural hair color? It's like dishwater blonde. Is it like this kind of blonde? Would you call this no, blonde? No, no, it's like it's mousy, you know. It's like not a. It's not like a. You know, like how some people just have like really beautiful, like natural highlights and just look great yeah, with their so natural pissed. color. Like I've never, I've never looked good with my natural color. Ever. I've either had like box black hair dye or or blonde like this. So I don't know. I'm a blondie now. I think for life, I'm a blonder. <laughs> Well, Sophie, well, thanks so much for being here. Um, I guess we'll open up the pod, you know, uh, for people who don't know you. You know, first, I th- we like to we like to kick off the podcast each episode with people dropping their routine. You know, get get the get the information that people want. You know, first, right off the bat. Right. Um, so let's hear what you're working with these days. All right. Well, for people who don't know, I have an 18 month old son, which has kind of changed my personal care drastically. Um, I have definitely 
gone through the motions of having like a really extensive product routine and, and like protocol every single day. And, and as I've got older and actually the more I work in skincare, the less I do, ironically, I, I pay my treat. I pay my, uh, dues with treatments. So like, I really go for like the intensive treatments a couple of times a year and then everything else is kind of maintenance and, and, and trying to keep it as minimal as possible. Um, I am also dry as a bone. I've always had the dry skin. So like keeping it just hydrated is, is more important than, than, than anything really. Uh, I don't wash my face in the morning and everyone freaks out about that. There's definitely people out there who have to wash their face. And, mm. you know, we're going to talk about the acne program and, and what I do with acne later on, but, but acne clients and people who suffer with breakouts who have more congestion should definitely be cleansing their skin every day. I don't. So I don't really cleanse in the morning. I start with a vitamin C. So I'll either splash my face with water or do like a little um, hydrosol of some sort. And I'll either go into, I'm working with two vitamin C's at the moment. I really like the one by Allies of Skin. Have you tried that one? No. Somebody mentioned it recently in the podcast and I've been meaning to look into it. I like it. I really like the texture of it. It's quite heavy. It's like very silicone-y, but it feels really great on the skin. And I also really love the one by Is Clinical called ProHeal. Oh, yeah. My... uh yeah my uh it's kind of my mom had it so i went back home to kansas a couple weeks ago and i was using it and i know it's kind of pricey so i felt bad but it's amazing it just immediately brightens you up it really brightens you up it brings down redness like nothing Mm -hmm. else and irritation you know if anyone's irritated that's one thing i always recommend for them pro heal by is clinical um and then i go straight into a moisturizer and a sunscreen so i really like reparative moisture emulsion which is also is clinical I'm also really into first aid beauties, like uh, they're they're like ceramide or their clodial uh, moisturizer, which is like an OG classic at this point. I love that one. And sunscreens, I will literally put whatever on my face. But my favorite one is by Dr. Jart, which is a rural-based sunscreen, which I've really been enjoying recently. I'm not like married to anything, like whatever, right. it is, you know, but, but that one, especially in winter for me is really great. I like that one a lot. Um, cause it feels quite like occlusive on the skin. Um, I don't really wear makeup. I put a little blush on for you today, guys. <laughs> I don't really wear makeup. I've, and, and like now, especially I'm like full PPE. Yeah. Right. So I've got like the big, the right. Well, what do they say? They say like, uh, you know, the best makeup is, was, uh, clear skin. I don't know. I don't know what the saying That's how is. I got into skin. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I, yeah. Like for me, I, I just feel like I, oh, I just want to like drag my fingers down my face when I've got makeup on. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't really wear makeup, but then when we go home, I'm always, so I pick my son up after, after work, he goes to daycare, I mm-hmm. keep him in his stroller when I get home and I wash my face before I do anything. And the reason why is I'm running after him for the rest of the night. By the end right. of the night, I'm exhausted. I just want to crawl into bed. If I don't do my routine when I get home, not going to do it. And that's something I would tell people as well. If they're like finding that they're just like melting into the couch at nine o'clock at night and they haven't got time to do their routine, do it when you get home or do it at a normal time. Do it before you eat your dinner or whatever. It doesn't matter. I've I've always wondered, yeah, I've always wondered that like when, when, like, is it fine if you do it at 6 PM and then you just kind of like hang around? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like whatever works for you, you know? Uh, I've got like, I've got like clients who are like, 
night shift like nurses like what are they doing yeah. you know what I mean it's like when <laughs> oh you get God, home, yeah. you just shift it so so I do that I really like the Dr. Loretta hydrating mm. cleanser have you ever tried that I one? haven't tried that but I we Dr. Loretta that that it skincare lines yeah. on our list we memed it you know we we're know the brands we but we're not yeah, always buying we're, we're looking to try it we're looking at where it's on our yeah. radar um like her cleanser hydrating cleanser um i like the microphone mousse by dr jart i like the what else the, there's like a tatcha um cleanser that i really like it's the green bottle it's like the exfoliating one you ever tried that I, one that's i've just tried the rice cleanser that one's yeah. great too I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of tatcha actually Sorry. um the their cleansers are great. So I, I, I kind of throw whatever is in my arm's reach, to be honest. I'm like, again, not married to any of them. What Like cleanser for me is like you're washing it off your face. Right. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. It's not something that has to be like so specific. Like I have clients who are like, oh my God, what cleanser should I wear? Like I've got like this cleanser and a double cleanser and an oil cleanser and all this stuff. And it's like, it's being washed off your face. Like <laughs> Right. What do you want it to do? Do you want it to hydrate you? Yeah. You want it to be purifying? Like what? So so whatever works for me. And then I go into my nighttime routine. So I love retinols. Mm. My favorite retinol is mm-hmm. by um, a company called Skin Better, only available by a dermatologist office. And okay. we have a retinol called Alpha Ret, A L P H Alpha Ret, and the what the special thing about it is it's a retinol formulated with an AHA, which is really hard to do. Huh. So, because really- yeah, what are some myths around that? You know, everyone's always like with, with actives and like acids, you know, and retinol, what, what is the, the synergy there? Like what can you do? What can't you do? You know, you'll always see these things on, on the internet where it's like, use this with this, or you can't use this with that. Like those are kind of like fundamental rules but these new products coming out kind of challenge all of those things so so traditionally people say you shouldn't use ahas on the same night as you use a retinol because they're irritating and that makes total sense you know and they can like kind of work against each other's formulas and it doesn't really work as well so that's why i love the skin batter because actually retinol works really well with ahas just not in the same time period you know like that AHA takes away all the dead skin that the retinol is creating. So using it in one in one product means you're not going to get flaky. It's the best. So I love that product. Um, if I'm not using that, I'll use like a Dennis Gross pad. Have you ever the tried those? With like- you used to I, use them too much. I try those. Yeah. I do those. Classic. You know, um, my dad I- they're the best like everybody uses them. They're, they're really great. But But I have to say like exfoliation for me is like, it's something is like, it's always an afterthought for me, okay. you know, like how some people are like so obsessed with exfoliating. Right. It's like, stop scrubbing everything off. You know, we need, <laughs> we need some of that, you know, like people right. are like, why is your skin so amazing? I was like, so I don't do that much to be honest, you know, like I probably exfoliate once a week with those dance growth okay. pads. That's, that, that, that's me like, right now. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I don't do it at all. But the retinol I really like, I'm 38. So for me, it's like, okay, I need to like get my skin moving a little bit. I'm looking a little old these days. So. <laughs> not, oh my, not at all. But, uh, yeah. Oh my God. I feel like you should be like a poster yeah. child. I mean, um, like if anyone's running like a facial studio, yeah. you know, like, holy shit. You should be like, I'm 38. I'm 38. And then they'll, they'll look at you and they'll be like, yeah. what? <laughs> well, what do you think is like a, because uh, this is a question we kind of get a lot. What's like a good age or is it just different for every person to start 
introducing retinol to your routine because I'm 27 and I just started using it. Um, and I f- was going to wait until I was like 30, but I don't know. I just went ahead and jumped in. I always say like late 20s, 30. Late 20s, okay. If you had like crazy acne, I'd be like, maybe you could use a tretinoin. But but that again is like, it, it, it's not right for everyone. Right. I think everyone's so personal, you know, like um, some people can take it, some people can't. Um, retinols aren't for everybody. But I think late 20s, early 30s is kind of a great like, middle ground of when people can start thinking of preventative skincare well i that's interesting you say that because i feel like your whole entire approach at your studio is very like um it's very personalized Mm -hmm. you know between all the things that you have and all the add-ons and uh like walk us through how you um you know approach someone like how do they what do they come to you with and obviously they'll have skin issues you know we we see a lot of before and after on your your instagram Mm -hmm. um they could be like hey i'm looking to clear this up in four months or um or they could just be like hey look my skin's been looking really dull lately i don't know what type of skin i have yeah um i have this one issue too like how do you how do you walk them through it so uh, my whole approach when i started the studio was to be results driven um i have many many years experience going to spas (laughs) and for for me like I was I will like going to a spa is great right you go for a facial you lay down you put like a robe on nice music (laughs) and it's cozy and like you get your face rubbed and it feels great but what I always found was that like my skin didn't necessarily look better afterwards It, it might have looked better for like a day or so but like not really lasting results and I always found it intimidating as like not a person not in beauty. When, when I worked in fashion, you know, um, to go to these places and it was very hushed and very quiet, not many like people talking about stuff. And like, then you go out and there's like a list of products they recommend and no one's talking to you. And they kind of like get sold into spending like five, $600 on all these products. <laughs> then you push out the door, right. but all this stuff and you're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing with this. Right. So right. for me, that was always something that really turned me off going to the spa, but I loved, I loved going. And I, and I was obsessed with skincare. I always said to myself, if I started a skincare studio and I did it my own way, my whole thing would be about education, telling people about their skin, explaining to them how things work, having the radio on, people talking. It's more like a, you know, like a hair salon than a skincare studio. And, and it's, it's, you know, and it's more popular now. Like when I first started, so like for instance, Heyday and places like that, where it's a bit more like, open dialogue and things. But when I started doing what I was doing, there was no one else really doing that kind of thing where you chat throughout the whole facial. And, and, but my whole thing was I wanted to make relationships with my clients to get them to where they wanted to be. And what we find is a lot of the clients we attract have had this kind of experience where they're intimidated to go. Their skin might not be where they want their skin to be. So they might be suffering with acne. They might have, you know, redness or discoloration or aging, and and they don't want to go and have like this, like super gentle face massage somewhere. They want to have results. and, And that's what we really pride ourselves on. You book a facial, but that doesn't really necessarily mean anything at my studio. It's like, okay, what do you mean? to happen that day right so so we have the, all the add-ons and and everything's very custom yeah i feel like anyone like i know that's been to your studio even from the first appointment that they have they always immediately feel like a very personal connection to the studio yeah which is something that a lot of people definitely don't feel 
uh, going other places. Yeah, I, before I even started going to facials in New York, I remember I always felt like I had to be really quiet. Right, it's scary. The, like, as soon as I like get in, like, yeah, it's just like absolute silence. Like when I first started going facials when I moved to New York, I was like 25, right? So it's like mm-hmm. a while ago and Bliss was like popping. Like this <laughs> was like the place to go for a facial. And it's so cool in there. And they have like little brownies and they have like the cheese. Things. They're like the robot. But it's like such an experience, right? Did I look? Yeah. No, I just went because it was the cool place to go. And like had like some things slapped on my face and it was great. And walked out the door after buying all those products as well. But like for me, I was like, okay, how would that experience feel better? And, and it was... Mm-hmm explaining what was going on with people's skin well do you feel like um kind of the rise what you were at the forefront of doing with your studio and then kind of the adoption of other spas um you think that has to do with the paradigm shift of how people approach skincare outside of the dermatologist um like the talk on that because yeah i mean before i moved to new york before um when i would go to a spa which is very not often. Yeah. Like it was very, you put your robe on, you mm-hmm. got like, they turned the lights down, you know, there's a hot, hot buffet. There's not a hot buffet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, where are you? Where are you? Uh, but you know, it was very much like, this is a, it's a relax, you know? Um, but I feel like, and people would go because it's, it was a stress reliever, but people were more um, like active and in tune with their, what their needs are. But maybe that's because we're, we live in such a more visual and aesthetic, um, you know, society now. I just think that like skincare has just just become this like behemoth that it has never been before, you know? Like like when I got into skin, like I always I loved skin. I was I was always like into skin more than makeup, as I as mm-hmm. you know, like my makeup skills are not great. So like, you know, if you think about Sephora 10 years ago, Sephora was 80% makeup, mm-hmm. 10% hair, and 10% skin. You could get you like all their skincare was in like one aisle. Now, when you go to Sephora, it's 50-50. Like half of it is skincare products. People care about skin more. And I don't know if that's like a direct, you know, influence from places like Korea and Seoul. And, and mm-hmm. you know, like there's just so much more information about skin. People are obsessed with it now. Everyone's going to esthetician school now, which is great, you know? But <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it, but it, it's, it's definitely like super trendy. And so what I find a lot of the time now when I speak to clients is, they're just overstimulated. So, you know, like I'll have, I'll do my consults or I'll meet someone for the first time and just be like, Jesus, I'm so surprised you have, you've got any skin left. After oh. all the products <laughs> yeah. and all the acids yeah. and all the actives every day. And then they were wondered why their skin is so stressed out, you know? So, so we're just more educated, but, but again, like it's almost like the in- internet in general is just like giving us this like divulge of information. It's the same with skincare. You know, people are overexposed to it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you feel like there's starting to be like a bit of like a pullback from like all that, especially in the last Definitely. like year? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, even with my own routine, you know, like mm-hmm. I was always like, oh, I love doing this, 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 like serums, essences, toners and the works, you know? And, and again, that, yeah. that's kind of like the direct correlation from me spending so much time in Seoul. But then like now I'm like four or five products a day, if mm-hmm. that. And I spend my money on treatments. That's how I get my skin, how it looks. <laughs> just well, Emilio has been doing his monthly facials. I need to get... Um, just, um, yeah, just a glow bar. Um, I, like, I love glow bar. I love those girls. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And it, I mean, it does, it does, I have noticed like a difference in yeah. like, my blackheads and pores in it. it um, it's the facials. You know, like there's, there's something you can't do 
personally what a facial does. And like, and, and people yeah. cry because what people right. do is like they'll buy a steamer and they'll use it every day. And then they'll use like a light steam every day too and think that that's going to be a beneficial thing, but it's actually not. You shouldn't be steaming your face every day. Like having mm. that steam actually opens up your face to like transepidermal water loss and you, you, you get dehydrated, even though it's like the opposite of what you want to do. So like going somewhere often and regular like that is a great option. And yeah, it definitely works. I'm interested to know what sorts of treatments you're putting your money into. Cause I have to be honest, I, I don't know about you, Evan, but if I ever look at like a list of like available treatments, I truly do not know what the difference is between like a hydrofacial and this like laser like treatment and LED. Well that well, let's talk about my let's backtrack. Let's talk about how old I am again. Thirty-eight, <laughs> ten years older. Um I need to go a little bit more intensive with my treatments. Um I do love a facial. Like I, I will get one of the girls who work for me to to give me a facial here and there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I do the big guns. So I do like big lasers, microneedling. Um, mm. I'm in love with this new treatment called Morpheus 8, which is a radio frequency and microneedling treatment. Um, tightens everything up. It's really good. Um, it's not for the faint hearted. You look like you've been in a house fire afterwards, but, <laughs> oh. but <laughs> your skin looks awesome afterwards. Um, so, you know, I, I do like that, like maybe once or twice a year, like something big like that. Okay. But then we, like, for instance, we have a, we have um, a facial in the studio called our laser rejuvenation facial. Um, and it, and it's like a non-ablative laser treatment that will like tighten up everything, um, you know, increase your collagen production, reduce the appearance of sebaceous glands, you know, so your, your pores appear smaller, um, and, and it just like tightens everything up and diffuses redness too. So I think those things are really beneficial. Um, and then a regular facial here thrown in, you know, here and there. Peels. Do you want to talk about peels? I love peels. Chemical peels are great, but I don't over exfoliate at home either. So like, instead of doing like, you know, three, four exfoliations a week, I'll do a big one every three months and okay. do it like that, you know? Yeah. That's, it's interesting. I feel like people, um, you know, obviously people are not everyone like has, you know, one access or the ability to like go out and exactly. try some of these big treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes they don't even think about that as an option. You yeah. know, it's like they would invest in, I guess, let's just like P50, right? You would invest in that. You would put that two times, put that on two times a week. And like you would think once it was empty, because it is a small bottle, unless you get the big one, you know, you have to go and get it again. But then obviously, because you want to look like you're glowing, you know, you want to have great skin during that amount of time. But what you're saying is, okay, like two or three months, maybe just get like, the the godsend of all exfoliation Mm -hmm. i mean exfoliate your face but like that's an option right exactly and i think you know we should all don't don't fall into the rut of like Mm -hmm. thinking your skin is like okay just doing one thing all the time you know like it's a constant Mm -hmm. evaluation our skin changes as we get older it changes from our environments what we're doing for work if you're working outside seasonal you know what you're eating things like that all these things can change Mm -hmm. appearance of your skin so so yeah it's it's great to evaluate it consistently speaking of this is kind of off topic but speaking of what you eat Mm. um i think in an instagram post you mentioned something about sugar causing wrinkles yeah glycation right is that what good old glycation yeah what's like the what's the science that's happening there that causes the wrinkles and is there any way to like indulge in sugar and also like (laughs) the effects it feels like the french do it 
<laughs> talking. Is that like someone with a problem? I can tell. Um, glycation is real. And, and actually it's really interesting when you feel some, like I have like a couple of uh, clients who are diabetic. Mm-hmm. Their skin feels very different. It's, um, what happens is, is with glycation, like in layman's terms, sugar molecules attach to fat cells. Okay. And collagen is a fat cell. So what happens is, is that if you eat too much sugar, it essentially weakens and dissolves your collagen over time. Okay. So, so yeah, if you eat a diet full of highly processed white sugars, processed foods, trans fats as well, things like that, your, your skin is going to look older than somebody who doesn't eat that. You know, um, does that mean you can't eat sugar forever? Of course not. Like I love sugar, <laughs> but, but you know, it, it's all in moderation. Like if you eat like yeah. five chocolate bars a day, then maybe your skin would look worse for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was asking for a friend. <laughs> no, just kidding. I really don't eat that much sugar. I maybe like two, two winters ago, I spent like two months in Mexico mm. and every morning it was your, like your, your cake or some sort of yeah. pastry and coffee with a little bit of sugar in it. And ever since then, I developed a very, very minor sweet tooth where sometimes I will crave sugar. Or before, like the previous like 25 years of my life, I'd never, ever craved sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a minor recent development that yeah. I'm ashamed of. I stopped drinking for six <laughs> years. And when I stopped drinking, my sugar addiction just got out of control. Like um, I was like fully into ice cream and desserts and stuff like like nothing else, you know? And And I don't know. I don't know if I saw a difference in my skin like completely, but, mm. but it definitely put some weight on from it for sure. <laughs> well, I feel like when people, even if you were to opt, you know, to replace like alcohol with, with sugar, you know, I feel like I haven't talked to anybody who, um, I mean, everyone I've talked to who has gone sober or doesn't drink, you know, uh, for various reasons, they always know that their skin just looks 10 times better. Than doing it. 10 yeah. times better if you don't drink period. But that, that's yeah. because of a lot of other things. I don't think it's the high sugar content. I think it's like the fact that alcohol is toxic. Yeah. <laughs> You're dehydrated and you probably yeah. don't get enough sleep when we drink too much, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's all of the above. I do drink a glass of natural wine here and there now. But we love a good natty wine. wine. Yeah. Wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I wanted to kind of um, talk about, move away from kind of like your 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 personal skincare and talk about, you know, shutdown. It's kind of earlier when in our discussion, you mentioned that it's been six months of just keeping up with um, your own PPE protocol. Yes. And it's insane that it's already been six months since reopening because it feels like just in the summer. September, October, November, December, January. I mean, it'll be six months in February. Right. And yeah, um, it's insane because, you know, there was that campaign that, a lot of facialists in uh, spa beauty people in New York were doing to try to reopen based on kind of some of these arbitrary restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm wondering, like, a lot of things you were you were hustling during that time. You were doing like um, anti. You came up with those anti irritation masks. Yes. Uh, you were doing butt facials. Yes. You were doing <laughs> um, you know at home consultations, maybe like Zoom consultations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like speak about how that time was like describe it. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's insane so, that it happened. Like, <laughs> like it almost, it, I mean, it's, it, it is real because we're still living through it. But when you really think about last year and what happened, like as a business for us, it's just bonkers. So, you know, at the start of last year, 2020, we were seeing 
upwards of 15 people in the studio every day. There's two treatment rooms. We were knocking it out. We were mm. so busy. Um, and it got to like February and like, obviously like things, you know, people start talking about COVID and, and like, oh, it sounds like worrying. I have a good, good friend who, um, who she's half Chinese, right? And so she's, she's American. Uh, she, she grew up in America, spent a lot of time in Hong Kong. But like, I remember her calling me like, two weeks before shutdown and having like a breakdown. She was like, this is going to be crazy. And I remember being like, you're being insane. I actually just <laughs> yeah. like, like, just was like, no, 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 this is going to be fine. We're going to be okay. Like it's not going to affect us like out, you know, in other countries and we're going to be all right. And then of course, like two weeks later, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm like such a bad friend for like not even like taking her any seriously and, and like kind of not believing it was happening, you know? So we got shut they officially shut the city, I think, on March 15th or 16th. We made the decision to close on the 13th because it was scary. Um, right. You know, my husband works in tech. He'd been working from home for the two weeks before. And I was just like, they're going to close the city. Like, I, I could just feel it, you know? There was like, yeah. I don't know if you remember, there was like a text message going around. And it, like, everyone got it. It was like, oh, shut the bridge. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh. I had, like two, I had like two or three clients. And like, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And I'm like, this is not real. Like, yeah. you know, like you get that like mass panic. I, I mean, my son was six months old when this happened. I remember like going to Walgreens and buying like eight cans of formula. Just be like, I don't know what we're doing. You know, like toilet. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's yeah. insane to think back on that time. Yeah. It was so scary. And, you know, it is scary still, but I just remember like the, the unknown of it all was really mm. frightening. So I closed the studio and I sat down with Rebecca, who's like my next in, you know, second in command. And was just like, oh, God, it's going to be such a nightmare to reschedule people for the next two weeks. <laughs> I remember being like, just what a nightmare, you know, like right. the day for like two weeks, like what are we going to do? And at that time we were like booked out for like four months. So, oh, wow. so like, yeah, we, we were like so naive thinking about it. Right. So then of course they closed us down and I'm, and then maybe a week afterwards, like I'd like sat on my bum for like a week with my son, like had quite a nice time and like hanging right. with my husband and all this stuff. And then just waking up one morning being like, what am I going to do? Like, my whole business is interfacing with people without masks on. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. What am I going to do? So I sat down with my husband again. I said that he works in tech and like, he's so tech savvy. He can't hang a nail on the wall, but he'll like fix your internet. Like, <laughs> you know, not. And he's like, you need to put everything online. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so I can like set up my like products online and I can like offer people shipments of their products that they usually get. But I'm like, mm -hmm. why are they going to buy them from me and not Sephora when Sephora can do like free shipping and all that stuff? I didn't want to spend loads of time in the post office. And then I was like, oh my God, I just need to like make my acne consults online. And, and what happened right. was, which was so magical in a way was that, you know, people started coming to me because they were doing what we're doing right now and looking in the zoom camera every day and not being happy with it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So ironically, I, I was never busier. I would do like me and my husband would take shifts with the baby because the baby wasn't in daycare anymore. Mm -hmm. He would be working in tech. I would be working like on the other computer and we would just kind of pass the baby in between each other. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. You know, half an hour consult with someone, send them out their products and like do, you know, and so I was really busy during lockdown. Mm -hmm. As a result, I really did uh, the anti-irritation mask. I really wanted to offer a mask for people with problematic skin because what I was finding was people getting loads of irritation with that mask. Right. 
not cleaning it properly, you know. So we made like an uh, we made like a satin weave anti-irritation mask. We still we still knock them out, but like it it's a little. We know more about masks now, right? So at the time, like it, it's like a three layer like satin. Mm-hmm. I would happily wear one outside. Would I wear one in the studio? No, I wear a King Nine Five in the right. in the studio. Mm-hmm. But you know, it they worked really well because again, people were going out on their daily walks. They wanted something to be protective, but also not irritate their skin. So they were really popular. What do you think? What would you say was like the most? If there was anything that was like, what felt like kind of rewarding about like being able to like quickly like maneuver yourself into this like new situation at the beginning of like the pandemic I think what's been really eye-opening and really like what I've really been most proud of is the 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 result like instead of it being so results driven in studio we're now doing that with virtual and we're still doing so much virtual work with people instead of just having people come into the studio I see people all over the country now. Like we have consoles, wow. have consoles with people in Australia. <laughs> wow. Like, I call you at like seven in the morning, <laughs> you know, like, like, like oh, okay. you no, know, like it's really, it's wild. And, and, and we, if, if people are um, in the States and they're States based, we send them their products for the acne program. But like, you know, I can consult anyone in the world now. It's amazing. That was, that was the really surprising part was that business pro like model kind of changed and and actually it was for the better and it's still working that way so so yeah so because you're doing things virtually still to a degree um as far as like at home not necessarily at home facials but at home treatments using tools you know is that part of um your your i guess your service your advice uh, when you're doing these consults like hey maybe buy this and maybe i can talk talk through um you know, like, I guess like a, a poor like scrubber or yeah. 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 I think tools are fun. Yeah. They're not completely necessary, you know, like, um, mm. like, like for instance, like ice rollers, this is like a great, like mm. everybody loves ice rollers, but actually if you're not cleaning it every time you're using it, you're putting bacteria all over your face every time. What people do is they yeah. try the freezer they just, do yeah. a quick once over and throw it back in the freezer when, when what you should really do is get a piece of ice. And you yeah. die. Oh, wow. Once you've done your eyes, you throw it away or you put it in the sink, you know? Or you you fill up my my favorite one is like getting a shot glass. Fill okay. Shot glass up with water and freezing it. And then you've got a handheld icer and you just pop the ice out and then fill it up again. You know, like mm. like for me, something like that is way more beneficial than like a pore scrubber, for instance. I like the pore scrubbers, but you can do a lot of damage with them. I've seen people with broken capillaries, you know, because they go. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they look kind of scary. Yeah, what are some of these you know? horror yeah. stories? Well, like, like when people come in. machines, you know, like we used to use those suction machines because just for like effect in the studio, you know, you'd like. I would prep someone for extractions and I'd do like a quick once over with a poor suction machine and be like, look at that, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh man. But the reality is, is people go way too hard with them. You can yeah. yourself a broken capillary and then you've got to go get a laser to blast it off. It's annoying. So, so that's, you know, I, I don't know, like people love the new face and those like microcurrent machines. You got to do them every day. If you want to use one, they're great, but they, you need to use it consistently. What okay. you can't, they're like they're not professional grade you know mm-hmm. so you've got to you've got to constantly work with them if you want to yeah what kind of horror stories um do you have for us for people coming in for like consultations based on like them trying to uh, do something at home do something at home so many so many so many it's like 
And, and of course, you have what's to, a common one? What's a common one? Professional, right? So you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you shouldn't really be doing that. And I'm thinking, ah. <laughs> Um, I had one client who um, came in and honest to God told me that she was putting grated raw potato on her face every night. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. What was, uh, what was the purpose of it? it was, yeah. Where did she read that? Recipe that she found like an all natural, like skin lightening um, treatment. But I mean, listen, raw potato on your face every night is just going to like eat away any kind of acid mantle that you have and give you like a really bad like situation going on. Um, I, when I worked at a dermatology um, studio, actually uh, a, a center, uh, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of really scary stuff with things like microneedlers, home, home microneedling machines. You've got to be so careful with those. Right. You know, like, like as a, as a provider, we go through extensive training on like contraindication with those things if you run a microneedling roller through an active breakout you will roll it through the rest of your face Uh. i've seen it happen it's really scary you can get staph infections from it you can make you can you know have like textural scarring from it if you if you use it too much for instance like those those handheld rollers that you can buy on amazon for like 15 dollars right they're great like if you use them once throw it away whatever but if you consistently use that and use it three four times those needles get dull and they drag through the skin like nothing else i th- i love you know like those little microneedler stampers have you seen those i haven't seen the stampers oh, no. no it's like a little it's, it, it looks like a little um cartridge and you can like stamp with it i'm okay. those because they're not rolling like the, the yeah there's stampers. no friction there's not friction right. there yeah am i endorsing them for home use no, <laughs> you've got to be careful. You know, like I just think that everyone thinks they're an aesthetician these days. You know, and and and, and so the internet, baby, the internet. You know, like everybody's saying you can do these things, and yeah. you've got to really be careful because you can do so much damage with them. The microneedling is is like the biggest horror story. The biggest horror one. Yeah, I would never trust myself enough to attempt that at home. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> I read somewhere, um, you know, during your time at, because you used to work for Michael Kors, uh, handbags, yeah. um, in your travels to Korea, you know, like years, years ago, um, I read somewhere that uh, sheet masks, you know, because that's a part of um, like K-beauty. Yeah. Um, in the States, that really wasn't a thing at the time mm-hmm. when oh. you were going over there. And then when you came back with them, um, you would hand out the friends or you would try them on. People like, wow, you look crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering... You know, because I feel like we've gone to that cycle where sheet masks have um, kind of had their their shelf life here, at least mm-hmm. as a trend. What what have you noticed recently that's kind of where sheet masks were um, when you were in Korea like, yeah. years ago? Now, like, what would be the equivalent of that now? That's so amazing. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I so I just just like to. So you understand like the connection with Korea. I used to go a lot for production for my job. So when I first started working at Michael Kors, I, well, actually before that, even the job I had before that, I would, I would go to Korea a lot because all the handbags in the world are either made in Korea or Italy. Mm, And that's like a blanket statement, but like generally most of them made in like mainland China and like Asia in general, but most of their production offices are in Korea or they're in Italy, which is like more of an Italian side. So, so I would spend a lot of time in Korea every 12 weeks I would go for like 
years and years and years. And and one of my whole things was like my skincare was just off the chain because <laughs> I would go, I would like figure out what flight I was gonna get so I could go to the Korean spa before starting work. Like I would I would get fly in at like 4 a.m. and go to like the all night 24 hour Korean spa. And get oh like, my god. Oh <laughs> I miss I miss we, there was a Korean spa in uh Chicago, Chicago yeah. and it was just like you go, you go into the baths. <laughs> You just um, hang out in the rooms. Yeah, I wonder how natural. they're doing like now in, with the pandemic, at least the ones in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, there's Sojo in Jersey. I I'm still don't trust being in a steam room right now, but you know, right, maybe no. <laughs> but, but yeah, what I found and, and what's so interesting is like you would see, because I was there every 12 weeks, I would see the trends happening and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'd be like, oh, wait, this can be big in the States. And then like maybe a year later, you would start seeing it in the States, right? So that happened with sheet masks. It happened with different, like baby foot. Remember baby foot? I don't know baby foot. No, what baby is that? foot. I don't know baby I foot. Know. I don't know baby I'm, I'm yeah. such a... You need to send you a I'm baby a fraud. Send baby me a baby foot. foot. It's like a peel for your feet. Oh, oh I have, I, okay. Yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. I need that. that I need that. a peel for my feet. Right. It's kind of... I just got... I just did one on my husband. He was like, oh, it was like so... <laughs> But but that was the thing, right? So yeah. and and now you can get them everywhere in the US. So it's mm-hmm. the same with lots of things. I'll be interested to see what happens with the Korean like ten step process and how. Like I, I haven't been to Korea in two years, so I'm, right. I I really don't know what the new trend is with them. You know, right. like. Mm-hmm. But what I'll tell you is this: everything that's trendy there will be trendy here at some point, <laughs> because they're the innovators of skincare. Period. Yeah. Seoul is like the capital of it all, in my opinion. They're so innovative, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, it, like the 10-step the, the thing for me, I think feels oversaturated now in a way. Mm-hmm, like I, think, mm-hmm. I think more combo products are going to be more trendy where you get like more of like a, like, like for instance, the Alpharet, the, the right. that I was talking yeah. about. I think those like combined, like scientifically smart products will be more important i know sustainability is like a big thing in korea at the minute which was never really a thing before there's that brand seoris which is really cute and they've um they like they they know like everything about their products and they have like a farm in korea and they like they grow a lot of the stuff it's like very well thought out so mm. so yeah i think you, i always look to korea but do you think uh is cbd skincare specific to the states though I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about CBD skincare. And yeah. I, no, I, I think I think it's definitely still valid, and I think, mm. but but I think like everything else has just been blown out of proportion, right? Like, so yeah. I did um, I did a collaboration with my husband's brand of CBD mm-hmm. braindings. Um, braindings. We did like a sheet mask, which was really fun. Um, mm. But I don't think it's like the be all and end all that people think it is when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know it's more like it's nice anti-inflammatory like moisturizing properties right. but it's not going to change your skin right yeah but, um not on its own not on not on its own yeah i still don't even really understand cbd in general to be honest um but i feel like there's always the that sort of thing always happens in the U.S. where there's like uh, something like THC or and then CBD where it's like it becomes popular or trendy and then it's like put into all these other things like right. CBD like body oil CBD like skincare right. and um yeah and I'm not even really sure like the effects of it right because it's like a marketing thing because I feel like right now everyone at least like people who are mildly invested in skincare um and no ingredients but like just like at a beginner 
or even intermediate level. It's like, I feel like every product now has like some sort of vitamin C in it. Yeah. Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, uh, I mean, oh, it's, it's all about formula, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I look for like well-formulated products with an ingredient as opposed to just like picking anything with something, you know, like, like to be really effective, a vitamin C needs to be past 10% in my opinion, because past okay. 10%, actually like 12% ish, you're going to get like more benefits to it. Like it's going to actually encourage collagen production. Um, and it's, it's more powerful as an antioxidant. So mm. it, it all depends on the formula. If you buy like, for instance, if you buy like a retinol at the ordinary, which is $6 or $150 alpha rat from skin batter, they're absolutely not going to work in the same way. You know, the delivery system is so different and the formulas and, and how they're formulated is, is actually how it's going to affect your skin, not just the ingredients. So, but I agree. Yeah. So vitamin C is super trendy right now. That's, I need to write that note down 12, more than 12. 12 yeah. I, I was like yeah. trying to, well, I use like and then a, anything past like a twenty is going to be irritating, you know. So okay. so just fine yeah. margins. Fine yeah. margins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we're both using. Uh, I don't know if you're using it, Evan. Um, Ola Henriksen. Is that how you say? It? Ola, Ola, Ola. Ola Henriksen. Ola Henriksen. I like their vitamin C a lot. Yeah. Before that, I was using Timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one's great is, too. Okay. Not shelf okay. stable. It's what? It's not as shelf stable as the Ula Henriksen one. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. after the repackaging that they did like a year ago, I, f- I feel like I've noticed mine kind of like the shelf life is a lot shorter. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I really like the Ola Henriksen stuff, you know, like Henriksen stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, well, because they sent us a huge package. And we're like, all right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do feel like my complexion right now, like I have some problems, but um, it looks, I, 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 it actually brightens your face. I had a friend reach out to me and I wonder if I gave them bad advice because they were like vitamin C, vitamin C. It's, um, it's really clogging my pores. I was like, you know, like, how would you know, you know, like not in a mean way, but I was like, all right, well, like, like, what is, what do you mean? Do you think it's like, um, are you like, are you getting out? Are you breaking out? Like, do you, can you more visible like blackheads? Like what, what's the issue? And then I was like, I don't know, maybe get a cleanser with some vitamin C, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> cause everyone thinks they're an esthetician, but, uh, cause you like, cause that's what that whole entire, like maybe my idea, my thinking was, Oh, you're washing it off your face, but maybe you're going to get a little bit of that like residual glow. I don't know. I, you know, um, I like vitamin C's in a serum. That's my favorite. And a serum. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why the Ula Henriksen one is so nice is because it's actually formulated with PHA. It's got like a kiss of PHA in it, which just opens the skin up a little bit. It's an exfoliant. So when okay. vitamin C is in there, it just kind of receives it better. Okay. And I think there's some hyaluronic acid in it too. Got it. For the listeners that don't know what PHA stands for. Polyhydroxy acid. Poly. You got the betas, yeah, the poly. alphas, and the polys. Uh, there we go. Betas and polys. Yeah. They're more gentle. The, full, yeah. the molecules are larger, so they don't penetrate as fast as an AHA or a BHA. So uh, th- they're in the same family as AHAs. They dissolve the bond okay. between dead skin and healthy skin underneath. Uh, no, healthy skin and dead... Well, get it mixed up. Dead skin on top, healthy skin underneath. Think about a wall. Okay. The bottom of the half of the wall, the bricks are healthy skin. The top of the wall are dead bricks of skin. And the mortar that holds them together is what mm. AHAs and PHAs dissolve. So it just takes off that dead skin on top, leaves the healthy skin. Amazing. Very well said. We're learning so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, 
I just went to the dermatologist okay. <laughs> uh, to get just a screening because here, here I go talking about myself again, but, um, cause I have this thing on my head. Right. right. And, um, I didn't know what the, what it, what's that? Like a little like bump. It was a little bump and it had been there for a lot, for a while. Um, and then I think I started using that glow toner, mm-hmm. um, the Ol- Ola Henriksen. Glow glow. T- mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, because it has actives in it, it like yeah. stung a little bit. And I think it yeah. like opened it up a little bit. So it started yeah. bleeding. And oh I was like, God. oh shit, do I have cancer? Yeah, right? of course. It's like scary. Scary. So I went recently and, um, you know, like he looked at it and he goes, oh, I think it might be either like hyperplasia or it could be a uh, basal cell carcinoma. Let's biopsy it. <laughs> um, love it when they hear that. But uh, um, did you get a biopsy of it? I did. I won't know until next week. But. Okay. Um, um, well, uh, even if, even if it is a basal, like, you know, there's so many things they can do for them now, you know, it's like, it's so important to get these things checked out. Like, well, you know, I'm not a dermatologist at all. Medical disclaimer, 100%. I cannot diagnose people, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time it is a suffocious hyperplasia and it's really easy just to zap off. Well, it's, yeah. it's interesting too, because I feel like people who go, when you go to the dermatologist with issues, they'll, they, they've got that list of things that they can prescribe treatments, right. but I feel like going to someone like you, you know, like, I feel like you're going to get not to like discredit like dermatologists, but you're, <laughs> you're, I feel like it's so much more involved and it's more of like, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're going to, do you know gonna, what? I, I always say I love working with dermatologists, mm. you know, like I think that I, I never discredit dermatologists. I think they're amazing and, and there's such a resource for people. And, and, but what I always say is I'm like a supporting actress to a, oh, to cool. a dermatologist mm. because they're busy. And a lot of the time they haven't got time to talk about products with an acne client, for instance. So this is how I got into acne was working with a dermatologist I was working in a dermatologist clinic where the dermatologist would pass me their acne patient after prescribing their spironolactone and their clindamycin and all these things. And then I would recommend their products to support those medications and do their extraction facials and do their laser treatments and their peels and all that stuff. So so I always see myself as a, as a supporting actress to a dermatologist. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good thing to note. I feel like every time I've been to a dermatologist, it's very like, you're in and out because they're like, okay, like this, I'm going to write you like a, not a prescription. These are the, these are the things you should get. And then it's kind of just like hands off yeah. after that. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're busy, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's some dermatologists who are like super involved in products and, and know like loads about it, but a lot of them don't, you know, they, mm-hmm. they don't know, um, they're not up on products. They're more focused on skin disease and we're more focused on skin health and products. So we work really well together. Yeah. So if you think somebody is having like some sort of issues with their skin or just generally they want like healthier looking skin, mm. should they go to a dermatologist before or an, or, or an esthetician first? I think it depends. I think it depends what's going on. Um, for instance, like, uh, you know, technically people, uh, estheticians can't diagnose people like period. Mm. you can't do that. It's out of your scope of practice. Absolutely. But if say, for instance, I saw someone and I saw something concerning on their face, which I might think, you know, that might be something untoward. It might be something to do with skin cancer or, uh, you know, whatever. 
I would absolutely say, you know what, you should probably go to a dermatologist and get that checked out. Same goes for rosacea that I can't treat. You know, a lot of rosaceas I can treat because I'll treat them like a subtype two acne rosacea. Or, um, you know, if, if someone was like majorly cystically broken out, like grade four, terrible, terrible acne, which I cannot touch, I would send them to a dermatologist. So, so I think it, it depends what you're looking for. You know, if, if you thought, oh my gosh, my skin, it, you know, it's just dull, then yeah, you should go to an esthetician. Yeah, right. point you in that right direction, you know? Um, yeah. I wanted to ask, um, before we get into our last, like our, our segment, our last segment, it's called the do do's and don'ts. Uh, ah. I want to ask about like your male clientele, you know? Um, I feel like yeah. a lot of what I've read about, uh, you and your studio, um, you know, whether it's intentional or not, it's very like, it's women specific, at least when questions are asked, like, oh, what are the women who come into your studio? Mm -hmm. um, which is great. But I was wondering, like, what, I guess, kind of the, not necessarily the type of guy that comes in, but like, you know, how is, maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, well, we were talking about, we were talking about Sephora and Ulta earlier and like how maybe 10 years ago you'd walk in and only an aisle would be dedicated to skincare. It's yeah. funny now in Ulta, there's like one shelf that says skincare for a pet. It's like, what? Like, you know, go to the other shelves, my dude, you could do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious, like what, what's that experience like? What are like, what kind of issues, how do they approach it when they come in? Like, Hey, it's, so, it's so funny you say that about like Ulta and, and stuff. Cause I like Charlotte Palomino the other day, we were laughing oh. like, she she posted something about um like this male makeup brand like Warpaint 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 you, yeah, war you know it's like masculinity is so fragile in the yeah. state we have to call it Warpaint so funny yeah. I have a lot of male clients and what tends to happen is their wives or their girlfriends come in for a facial they enjoy it they say oh my gosh my boyfriend would love this so they book them a an appointment yeah. and all of a sudden I'm seeing the boyfriend every month and I see the girlfriend every six months you yeah. know like, mm -hmm. boys love getting a facial this is why you don't spend well like not every every guy but like most guys don't spend that much time on their skincare so when they come for a facial they have massive results oh yeah like, amazing right. results from it so so we actually have quite a lot of male clients Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. The, the girlfriend, uh, skincare pipeline, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really oh, true. It's like every time we ask things like this, it's always like, well, you know, the girlfriend, yeah. yeah it's like, that's how it always starts. Really intriguing. Uh, and I just think there's like a lot less, like, you know, like people aren't worried about skincare being like, like intimidating anymore. I think, I think that's why we get yeah. a lot of male clients as well, because we're not like rescue spa or we're not, Joanna Vargas, so we're not, you know, these like super luxe places, which are amazing yeah. and like totally I want to go. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not as intimidating for a guy to come where like we might have like Hot 97 playing on the radio and just like. Yeah, just, I've heard stories of you know, playing like the baby and like. Just a little bit more calm. We actually yeah. also have a lot of laser hair removal male clients. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, my, we're, my we're, we're hearing, that. We're, we're, we're hearing no. no, I don't know. Like, um, chest and back, you know, like stuff yeah, like or like, oh, that's you know, like bit in between your brows and things like that. Um, yeah, no, I I did like I forgot I did this when I was in high school. I did two sessions. No, maybe it was only one. It was one session of laser hair removal Where? on my on my legs because yeah. I, I I got bullied a lot for like I had like really dark. It's not even like now I'm like fine with it. Um, but it was, yeah, I was, I guess for high school, like I had like a lot of hair 
And yeah. Um, yeah, I went and did it. And then I never like, I felt weird about it. So I never went back. Yeah. But I'm glad I never went back because I that I'd feel weird now, like not having right. like, totally. Oh, you would yeah. just say like, he's, he's really big into bodybuilderforum.com or something. He'd be like, <laughs> you know, he's looking to get, yeah, you know, uh, looking like a naked mole rat. Um, <laughs> well, Sophie, I think we're going to close out the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, we have this segment and sometimes things come to us, sometimes they don't. Uh, it's called the do do's and don'ts. And okay. we kind of just like re- recap what we've talked about today. And I'll just go first. It doesn't have to be skincare related. It can be anything okay. on your mind if you want to plug anything. Um, just things off the top of my head, uh, you know, um, you don't. Do we don't uh, microneedle at home? Uh, yes. <laughs> do we don't discredit dermatologists just because you love your estheticians? 100%. Um, I, w- I need to be careful about that. You know, I, I just had this funny experience where like he was like looking through my hair. He was like, uh, does your dandruff bother you? I was like, <laughs> I was like, it does now. It does bother me now until you said that. Anyway, um, so those are some do we don'ts. Anybody got any do we do's? I will Dewey. say, just to throw no. that out, sorry, there are bad yeah. there are bad dermatologists out there, but there's also bad estheticians. So you just mm. gotta find a good one. That's mm. all. That's yeah. true. Uh do we do um remember to keep applying sunscreen even in the winter. Stole my do Oh man, because it's as we learned, one of the most important things. 100%. I mean, we know, we know, but for the listeners. Do we do you should always consult with an esthetician or dermatologist or a professional of some sort when it comes to skincare routines. And don't think that you can self-diagnose a condition because what tends to happen is a lot of people come to me and say, I have uh, perioral dermatitis. Mm. Like, where did you, did you get diagnosed with that? <laughs> That's you know? like the first thing that pops up on Reddit. People are like, guys, it's not acne. It's no, this. It's perioral yeah. dermatitis. Yeah. Fungal acne was a massive one as well, you know? Like, oh, man. Do we do, like, do we don't think you have fungal acne? Because no <laughs> Don't think you have, yeah. yeah. Or, like, blind <laughs> blind pimples. Like, I thought before I, like, knew about hyperplasia. I was I like, it's, a, it's a blind pimple. And I was like, what the fuck would that even be, you know? Man, I love Reddit. Um, do, we, do we don't be afraid to ask your esthetician questions? Yeah, uh, I like that one. Do we, uh, do we don't... Um, don't go crazy with the sugar, but enjoy your life. There you go. Do we don't give up the sugar though? <laughs> don't give it up. Don't give it up. You have to have what else? What else? I mean, that's all I got. That's um, all I have. Well, Sophie, thanks so much for being here. Uh, yeah. So it's, since we have the listeners captive, uh, mm-hmm. maybe they're not, they can tune off right now, but uh, where can they like, because what's the booking process for you? Cause I know it's kind of like a, you open and enro- it's like almost open enrollment. And then yeah. like, like how does that work? You know, if they were curious in the future. So right now we're, we're booking people on a month to month basis purely mm-hmm. for COVID because I always wanted to make sure that we could also rebook our clients at some point. Like I said, last time we closed down, we had about four months booked up solid so we want to keep the books where we open up our availability pretty like regularly on a month to month. So if anything happens, we can reschedule people. That being said, I do hold back one week a month where I do online consults, okay. uh, which means that I can get products to people and enroll them in our acne program at home and then get you in for a facial after you've been on the program for a while. Um, so you can email me at info at sophiepabbitt.com to be enrolled in the acne program, but read about it at sophiepabbitt.com first. 
Um, so I don't have to answer loads of questions because it's all there. Um, and then, yeah, you can also DM me on my Instagram, which is just Sophie Pabbit. I'm, I'm always on the internet, unfortunately, but so great. <laughs> As are we. <laughs> oh, we feel you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like I love and I hate the it. worst part of my life, you know? So yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm pretty responsive on Instagram too. And yeah, we'll get you in. Well, perfect. Great. All right, this well, has been and you so guys amazing. let me know when you want to come in, and we'll get you in for a oh, yeah. We have to, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I hope to see you soon. Thank you know, stay you. safe yes. out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, talk to you soon. Have a good Thanks weekend. so much. Yeah, yeah have a good yeah, weekend. Have a nice weekend. Oh, happy Friday. Yeah, happy right, Friday. Friday. We'll get a natty wine. Ooh, um, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna do. All right, setting the agenda. Guys. All right, thank, thank you. So you. Bye. 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 Bye.